Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 73, coming at you from the Minger True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. The whole gang is here. We've got Ramsey in studio. I'm back, baby. We've got me, Eric Fisher, the producer and co-host, in studio. Secretary Shauna's got a headset on. Her mic is off, but she's here. And joining us via Zoom, Justin Dahl. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. I'm not really excited about what the hell's happening on this TV or uh, in in Wisconsin professional sports currently of what's happening. And then there was this little thing that got announced that it's kind of stupid that I'm sure we'll get to talking about. I'm sure we will get to talking about a lot of different things that have been announced. Before we do that, though, we've got to thank our awesome partners. We've got Ray's Energy. Repsports.com, code ROOT, 4-R-O-O-T, number 4, 15% off any order. New flavor came out, Ramsey, since you've been last here. What? Italian lemon ice. I hate lemon ice. That's on you, man. But new flavor. But I'm sure Ray's. I'm sure the Ray's. Excellent job with it. I'm sure they, it is. And they've got, like I said, they've got the new flavor. They've got a whole bunch of new workout supplements that are coming out. So if that's your thing. How about those uh, sleep supplements to counteract the Ray's energy drinks? Fantastic, too. They're cinnamon roll flavor, man. Have you ever seen the episode of Simpsons where Homer becomes a truck driver? I've not. And then he takes pet pills and sleeping pills, like a full bottle of both. And then as he's driving (laughs) the truck, he's like, pet pills, pet pills, pet pills. Here come the sleeping pills. Back to the pet pills. (laughs) That's That's what I do with Ray's. I don't think the FDA would recommend that, but if that's what works for you, buddy. The FDA is a bunch of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I work in the industry. I can say that. Fair enough. They're a bunch of hoes. Fair. I get hoes. Can't can't disagree with the man who works in the industry. We've also got our partners over at Monkey Knife Fight. And if you're not playing the contest at this point, what what are you doing? It's almost free money every single night. And, you know, they've got the NBA playoffs. You've got MLB regular season, NHL playoffs. There's UFC, NASCAR. NASCAR. It's all there. So put some money in your pocket, monkeyknifefight.com. And with that money, you can use what we are rooting for. That is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, over 300-plus powered stores. And right now, as we are here in the heart of baseball season, you can use hashtag big league style to show off your love for your MLB team couple other campaigns they got going on with the NBA and the NHL playoffs as well. So that is what they have going on. And Rams, you've been gone for two weeks. So what have you been rooting for? Mm-hmm. You don't know? I mean, I guess uh, the beautiful uh, Tom Brady just signed a massive TV deal with Fox. I would say uh, probably my favorite race of the year of Darlington was on this past weekend, which was excellent. Um, mm. It was a good race For a Darlington race Usually those are Unless you're a hardcore NASCAR fan That's usually a hard race to watch It's uh, not very pretty So it's always hard to watch Darlington uh-huh. It was good this weekend though I was going to ask Just for a casual fan What do you think Who had the best throwback car? Ooh that's a good question Ross Chastain we're in the mm. number one Coke. Justin? Well, 
I think we're all a little biased towards the Jeff Gordon 24 car. That was pretty sweet. I, um, I felt a little disrespected by it because that number got pushed forward. If a number would have been where it should yeah. be, I think it would have been hands down the best. I feel that. I don't disagree with that. I did, just while we're talking about it here, I, ha- I have to give some credit. I believe the 99 car had, what was it, the 99, who was his teammate? Ross Chastain. Yeah, so they had that old yeah. school, like the Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. throwbacks, the yep. team. Track offs. I liked both of those a lot. I, I liked will, the Jeff Gordon throwback, obviously. I will give a shout to Trackhouse. When you, if you ever go to Charlotte, North Carolina, stop in and see those guys. They are some of the most lovely people to actually go in and talk to. They're like, oh, we don't really have a gift shop, but feel free. Just walk around, take pictures if you want. There's a trophy over there on the corner. Take a picture with it. Like, it's pretty cool. They're a really cool bunch of people over there at Trackhouse Racing. So always good to pull for those guys. Was Pitbull there? Pitbull was not there. That's too bad. Bummer. I believe Justin Marks was, though. Somebody else bought into that joint, too, didn't they? I would. That's probably one of the hottest teams in NASCAR right now. Oh, no doubt about it. Who would have thought? Suarez. Who would have thought that you were talking that Trackhouse would be more successful than RFK? At the beginning of the year, if I would have told you that, the Trackhouse would have been wildly more successful than RFK? I wouldn't have guessed that. I would not have guessed that either. Also, I got to give a shout mm-hmm. out quick. The Ryan well, Blaney 12 car, the old Rusty Wallace, like MGD lookalike. Sure. I'm just kind of looking through them right now. Harrison Burton had a really good one. Back to his dad's car from the late 90s. Yes. Mm. Big fan of that, too. Um, so, anyway, so that's Ramsey. That's what you had rooted for. Justin, what did you root for in the last week? In the last week, what I rooted for in the last week has nothing to do with sports. All right, that's I'm gonna prop. I'm gonna prop up my wife here because she did the coolest thing for me. I have been dying since the last time he was here performing at the Rush Center to go and see Luke Combs. She went and bought me tickets. Uh, last Friday, the day it went on sale, six minutes into the sale, she got me tickets. Her and I are going in September, so I'm really pumped up about that. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna jump ahead here. I'm going to give a quick noogie, not to your wife, but the how much of a shit show that ticket buying thing was. Shauna, well, you can hop on the mic here, too. But the buying the tickets for that, make sure it's on for her, too. Buying tickets for that was nearly impossible. Yeah. Totally. I did the pre-sale and the regular one, and I could not get tickets. I went in one minute after they went on sale, and they said nothing. No available seats. And that's like a very common thing. Like there was there was multiple news stories about how within five minutes of the sale, they were all on secondary market websites. Yeah. So what the heck? I don't know. My my wife my wife locked it down. She sent me the confirmation uh, tickets, and and we're going. I'll, I'll have to. Do, I'll bring the roof for Wisconsin podcast to Luke Combs myself if you guys can't attend and help me out. I'm in a hard pass on Luke Combs. Like, are you pass. kidding me? I like hard uh, pass. I like Luke Combs. Oh, I have pass. a problem. That's a thousand percent terrible take. My problem with Luke Combs, and it's it's not his fault necessarily. 
my problem with Luke Combs, I like his music, but he looks like every freaking guy from every small town that you see in every small town bar. And I just, I can't accept the fact that he's famous. Eric, he looks like you. I know. That's a problem. (laughs) All of Luke Combs' songs, it sounds like he's whining about something. What? That's a bad take. There's no electric guitars. What do you even do at a country concert to stand there? He is... He Drink is the beer. hottest artist going right now, dude. I bet that's not true. Morgan Wallen is much hotter. I was, yeah, I was about to say, right I bet now. you, I, I would bet he's not top 10. Not even close. He's not even close. To Morgan Wallen? Oh, Morgan Wallen is far and above Luke Combs right now. I don't think so. No. You don't hear Morgan no, Wallen all that much on the radio as much got, as you do him. He hasn't put an album out in two years. He's He's got 12 straight number one songs. What are you guys talking about? Luke Combs has had successful songs. But here's the thing. Morgan Wallen won all those awards when he wasn't even allowed to be in them. Because he said a very bad word once. And he still became king of the white people. That's so bad. That is such a bad It's just the facts. Also... That that is not a fact. That's a terrible take. Sean and I, and I we have now lost listeners. Sean and I are actually going to go see who should have been the Entertainer of the Year in about two weeks. Here, that being one, Mr. Eric Church, woohoo, at uh, American Family Field in about two weeks. So, I think Eric Church is overrated. Coming from the loop. Oh Holmes my guy. God, that ain't it. He's overrated. You're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary Shana, coming for blood, coming for the blood of Justin and Luke Holmes. I'm just telling you, he might be a great entertainer. You might be right. I I just don't like his music, really. You're wrong, but whatever, whatever. I honestly have a hard time getting into modern country. Like anything post-99. Oh, my God. Old country's worse. Oh, Justin, that's not true. Justin. All right, let's move on. Yeah, before this, this, is, this, this is already off the rails. Ramsey's back for 20 minutes in the podcast. Goes not even. We're not even. We're barely past 10. <laughs> the podcast just goes straight right. in the shutter. So my root for is what all three of us in this room went and did over the weekend. RPW Envision Woo! was a blast. An absolute blast of a show. Just a great time. I was so glad to be back. I'm really disappointed that our Facebook live video didn't work because of the stupid copyright infringements that they had music playing in the background. Yeah, fuck you, Facebook. But if you weren't there with us on Saturday night, they do have RPW Heatwave 2 coming oh up my. in August that we will be at. That sitting front row. Sitting front row right by the entrance that we have already gotten promoted by the RPW community as well. What a... Just a group of great guys over there putting on some excellent material. So definitely wanted to sh- give a shout out to them. And RPW Heatwave 2, August 27th. Tickets are available online through the Rage and Pro Wrestling Facebook page. And I believe there's a store in the mall and at the watering hole they that you can get your tickets from. Big, big card already announced. Silas Young from Ring of Honor already announced. Uh, Jasmine Allure. She's announced. Uh, I believe RPW champion Santana Garrett will be back. Love Santana Garrett. I might be her biggest fan. <laughs> she get it on a hat. Don't tempt me. 
So, <laughs> anyway. I don't know who any of these people are, but. You need to go like check awesome. out RPW. And if you're not there on August 27th, I, I don't know if we'd be friends. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, that is going to be the place to be in Green Bay. Chug some bush light, yell at some wrestlers. It's a great time. It is the best time. Referee TJ. And the other referee that kind of looks like TJ. Ramsey said it like six times on Saturday. Best way to spend 30 bucks. It is. I, I, he said that last time we were there, and we spent 40 bucks that time. It was a great time. What, three hours of entertainment? 10 bucks an hour? You're shitting me that there's a better way to spend money. <laughs> Take your monkey knife fight winnings and go to RPW Heat Wave 2 you need to August go. 27. You need to go. Between gonna... now and then, if you can't win $30... On monkeyknifefight.com to take yourself to RPW Heat Wave 2. You are not living your best life. Maybe. Facts. Maybe we should get some extra tickets and do a giveaway. We should. We should. Gotta talk to Rich about that. Gotta talk to Rich. Maybe Justin should come. Well, that's gonna go, it's gonna go past his bedtime. It's a Saturday in the summertime. Well. <laughs> are you coming, Justin? Are you gonna be there it's, August 27th? It's a Saturday. I I'll have to see when our first game is. I'll do that whole football thing then, you know. There are a lot of kids there. It's a Saturday. Yeah, there were there are a lot of kids there. This one lady wrestler made we, this kid I don't cry. Know. I don't There was also a lady wrestler that made Eric cry. She did not make me cry. <laughs> you cried at no. her. Yes, she did. I he thought. was so sad. She made me she Just made fun of me see. though. She you did I did not cry, see. but she made fun of me. We were on the same team. And she yelled at Eric. She said and she didn't give a shit about you. She did. It was really rude. Eric says, "Fuck those kids," and she goes, "Fuck those kids. I don't give a shit about you either." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a what a mean woman. I know. She made a kid cry. She, it she was, was hilarious. She was a lovely lady. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was hilarious. <laughs> See, anyways, so on anyway. August twenty seventh, though, you can be in the front row. You're getting yelled at by some female wrestler. Or a male wrestler. Or a male wrestler. But anyway, so that's what I had rooted for. So with the positives come the negatives. We go to the Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week. And I'm sure Justin's got one. I'm sure Ramsey's got one. I'm going to leave this one off, though. I am beyond. Like, I'm not quite sure if it's Dumpster Fire of the Year worthy. But I am just beyond mad at the NBA or MVP voters. Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that they voted the big white dude over Giannis? Jokic? Just, what a Jokic. Oh, that's terrible, Eric. That's yeah. you should, terrible. You should mark that, that was, if I cut it. You should, yeah, cut <laughs> that no, we're keeping out that. of here. We're keeping that. <laughs> That's a terrible pun. Coming at you oh raw. I thought it was oh good. Oh, my God. That I, just ruined your whole noogie. Secretary Shauna. You, you, you need a noogie for that terrible pun. Absolutely not. I stand by it 100%. Secretary <laughs> Shauna, how do you feel about the... Oh, about Eric's joke? Oh, my God. Shauna's giving a big old thumbs down. I don't care if it was dumb or not. I'm still a fan of it. I'm you suck at puns. Did you think about that all day? No, I just that was on the top of my head. Oh. 
top of my literally head. wrote it literally wrote it down on a piece of paper to use it in the podcast tonight <laughs> no i did not it was in the notes on his phone can't confirm it's not anyway but yeah just what, what a terrible decision though i just i cannot horrible okay and here's the worst part about it it's not even the fact that he was voted mvp he basically got voted MVP because everyone else on his team was hurt. Like, are you what? And got bounced in the first round. And wasn't even competitive. No. I don't get the Jokic thing. He's a worse version of LeBron. If Jokic won, LeBron should have won the MVP. LeBron should have won the MVP for every year for about seven, eight years there. If we're gonna give back to backs to Jokic. You know the worst part about that? He gets put in that same category with a bunch of like all-time greats, and Jokic is not an all-time No. Great. Absolutely not. No way. He's not the best center in the league. No, I totally agree. I think this was an absolute miss uh, by the voters. I mean, he out of the top three that should have been voted, he should have been voted as the third. Uh, Joel Embiid um, has about the best argument as any of the top three. Uh to be honest with you, he was doing it all season long before even James Harden even got there. Um, but Giannis certainly has a bigger stake in it than uh, Jokic. You know, just that's... by purely by what his team has done and who led the team all the way through the year. I mean, they're the three seed. I don't care. It's not like Milwaukee's role players are worse or better than Denver's. Like, you're talking about 35-year-old Wes Matthews. Grayson Allen is, the what, their sixth or seventh guy coming up? I mean, these ain't stars. These ain't, these ain't guys that are contended for sixth player of the year. It's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous argument. 100%. And you know what, what? It's it's kind of a issue with just how the modern NBA is in general. And I'm gonna say this, and it might come off, and people might get a little butt hurt about it. But it's just a lot of people trying to protect Michael Jordan's legacy. You'll never see someone get anywhere near six MVPs again. Like, and that's just an unfortunate reality that yeah. has been created to try to protect yeah. Michael. And that's I mean honestly that's probably part of the reason that LeBron didn't get all his that he should have and Giannis probably didn't win one this year and it might not even be intentional but I think people look at it and be like well Michael has six so or does he have five it's five or six whatever it is they're trying to protect Michael Jordan's legacy and not let someone get anywhere near where he's at I don't disagree with that I don't think I disagree with that either because I think you would have seen LeBron at least get two more. At least two more, if not three or four. I mean, it's and it's unfortunate though too because even that Russell Westbrook MVP, and that's kind of where we lost it, is when we decided to make the MVP into a story of the year award, not necessarily the best player. So it's kind of lost in translation of is Jokic the most valuable player? Absolutely not. I mean, you probably make an argument he's not the most valuable player on his team. But, I don't know, it's just a sad reality of where we are in the NBA right now. Anyway, so that's that's my biggest nugget. I have another one to say, but I'll see what you guys have first. So, Ramsey, your nugget? I was going to give it to Joey Logano. 
Okay, let's hear it. Joey Logano runs over uh, William. Oh Biden. yes. I you know I I've kind of come to realization that that's kind of what NASCAR has become, is that people just dump guys. But Joey at that point had this far superior car, and then you dump William Byron and he finishes thirteenth because you just want to run over him, and then you give the whole excuse of, well he ran me short coming out of two. Well, if anyone has ever even went to Darlington on NASCAR, whatever game you want to talk about, that is the most narrow part of the racetrack. And you carry mm-hmm. so much speed off that corner, it gets narrow. And it's been it's an issue, too, because Joey Logano has a complete history of this, of just dumping guys. And like I said, at the end of the day, I understand why Joey did it. He's had a really rough season. He needs to make the playoffs. I'm sure there was a lot of money at stake there. But he had the better car. He could have passed William Byron without having to dump him. For sure. There's, yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it, Ramsey. Your take is very good on this. He he, uh, William Byron ran the right rear off of his car. Um, was really good for about thirty to thirty five laps there. Um, but Joey was catching him rapidly, and he could have he could have passed him clean, coming off of that corner. Um, just straight down straight away and, and won it like a like a normal great race car driver would do but to say that he straight ran you into the fence is not what happened he crowded no. him he crowded him for sure but he did not run him into the fence he that's what I mean this is what is happening in NASCAR this car is so evenly matched that you're seeing actual driving happening. And William Byron outdrove him off of that corner. Yeah, he did. That's exactly what happened. And, and Logano was butt hurt that he got beat off of that corner. He just got to him and slammed him right into the wall. That That's a terrible, terrible decision by him. And I hope uh, in a race that comes up that they get side by side and Byron knocks him right in the fence. Which, you know, is he going to do that, though? I guess that's the real question. Does Byron have it in him to be the bad guy? Does Byron have it in him to dump him? I mean, I guess that's kind of been the question about William Byron this entire time, is that is he going to have what it takes to actually dump Joey Logano? Because he should. He should go out there on Sunday and find wherever Joey Logano was and put him in the fence in the first 15 laps. I mean... But he's not going to do that. I have I don't have a lot of faith in William Byron that he's actually going to stand up for himself. And he's going to be the odd shucks. I'm I'm trying to be the well, good I think guy. It's time. But I, what did what did Denny Hamlin do last year? At, what was that Martinsville when he felt like he got roughed up by Alex Bowman? Ran down there on the start and finish line, and rammed in Alex Bowman's car. Yeah, right. I mean that sets precedence. Now William Byron gets out of the car. It doesn't even really say anything. Like. There's, you know, you can go fight those guys. You can go talk to Stand them. Stand up you for can, yourself. And he didn't do any of that. All so. to, I mean, you don't even have to throw a fist if you don't want to. Just have a conversation. Be, you know, be pissed off. Right in his face. Yeah. NASCAR have a conversation. Is, it's been happening in NASCAR for the last hundred years. I mean, it's not a uncommon thing. So we will see if he actually will do anything. Which, if I'm Joey Logano, I'm worried because that's gonna just like with Matt Kenseth at Martinsville a few years back. You piss off the wrong guy at the wrong time, they retaliate, and you're the one that ends up paying for it in the end. 
Yeah. I love that, by the way. I, that is still one of what my favorite races of all playoffs. time. And Jeff Gordon gets his last win because Matt Kansas takes out Joey Logano. That is one of my favorite races of all time. Yeah, especially with how the playoff format is nowadays. When it's based on win, all you need is someone to not have a friendly opinion of you and put you in the fence. So, Joey Logano, it's on you, I guess, bud. So, be better. All right, Justin, you're going to get the week? My, this is easy, guys. Uh, mine is NBA officiating. Uh, I don't know how well you guys have paid attention to this Celtics Bucks series, but this is. I don't know that I've ever seen NBA officiating this bad. Well, since um, Tom, just, Tim Donahue. It's it's absolutely <laughs> lopsided, uh, ridiculously bad physically. Um, this is a basketball. This is, I mean, this is a basketball in the gym. This is basketball out on the beach, um, yoking it up with a bunch of guys. Like, this is street ball, what they're playing here. It's hard to watch. It's hard to get into. Um, the, the NBA really needs to do something about it. It's impossible to play defense in this league. Impossible. Yeah. Even when you play great defense, you either get called for a foul or they're allowing a guy to lower his shoulder, hit you square in the chest, and run you over. Jason Tatum in the game on Tuesday night squared up, leveled Wes Matthews in the chest. He went flying and took out three other guys, and the foul got called on Wes Matthews. It, it, it's absolutely atrocious to watch. It's it's either it's really 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 bad tiki tack bullshit calls, or just super 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 physical not calling anything. I can't stand it. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I I you know what the thing is that pisses me off about it though, Justin. It's not just this series. It's been all the series. It's been every playoff series. That it's just it's been historically bad and Horrible. utterly ridiculous. I can't watch it. I'm a basketball purist. I, I teach the game of basketball to high school kids. And to watch this is just it's terrible for the game of basketball. It's absolutely terrible. Oh, for sure. This it if it is so bad for the sport as a whole because if this is what you're going to be trying to teach kids based on. This is what you want them, you know, when you try to get people interested in your game and Giannis just gets hacked by three guys and get a call. Exactly. And exactly, Eric. You're trying to teach the game to kids and get people interested in it. And you're seeing how this is being officiated and surprise Pat content to get a follow there. But And not only that, but it's the bitching and the pissing and the moaning by almost every NBA player in the game after any call, no call, the call, whatever happens, the pissing and moaning to a referee is unbelievably unwatchable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I Like I said, I, I have not paid attention to a whole lot of NBA playoffs aside from the Bucks series, but inconsistent is probably the nicest way to put it and you're eventually going to get people that start getting hurt too 
like worse than what John Morant did. And granted, I don't I don't know if you guys saw that play. I don't think it was dirty per se, but you're gonna lose control of games and more guys are gonna get hurt. And you're gonna lose 100%. your stars. And that's gonna be the that's what's gonna be the ultimate undoing of any given postseason. When you lose your stars and you get a team like last year's Atlanta Hawks making the Eastern Conference Finals when they had no business being there. Hundred percent. Totally agree. So I did have a Absolute second noogie, and I'll, we'll get we'll make this one real quick. I'm a little bit, you know, look again, just a quick noogie here. That's not what I'm super overly strong on. I am not a fan of the NFL making the schedule release a, a whole debacle, and then spending, you know, all these leaks that end up coming out anyway. So you know, before the selection show or whatever, not the selection show, but. You know basically the whole schedule before it's announced, but you're going to make this whole night of having a schedule announcement. I, I just... I don't know. I haven't, been, I, don't, I haven't been paying attention to it. I don't... Isn't it genius, though? Don't really care. Because that's going to... Even if... So regardless, right? That's going to be the biggest draw on whatever night they want to do it. That would be the biggest numbered TV show. See, I don't know. Cause it like, will be. You already have... What's going to beat it? Any given NBA or NHL playoff I doubt game. It. I doubt it. I bet you that does the highest rating of all of those. Wherever NFL is on, for what it's worth, 50% of the country could give a shit about NBA. And f- the other 50% could give a shit about hockey. Like they, The NBA is not drawing huge right now, and neither is the NHL. So it's all a money grab. That's all it is. It's just a... Uh, then I, th- I think you need to be better about if you're going to have that program, you need to be better about keeping your shit locked down then. Because already we have speculation. We have the Green Bay Packers announcing the Probably Dallas game. Yeah. We know when they're playing in London. And now on Twitter, there's a w- widely speculated that they're already going to have their, their home openers going to be week two against Chicago. However, though, how much of the country actually pays attention on Twitter? That's, that's where you kind of have to look for that. And people that are really into following the Packers are probably watching it on Twitter. But I would say the majority of the country is not on Twitter. They're not paying attention to leagues. Yes and no. Because here's where it becomes a problem. Because then you have every, or not everyone, but you have all, you know, people like us, people like, you know, the other kind of smaller sports things out there. They go and put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram. And that's where you spread it around. So then you're seeing things that are two, three days old. Yeah, I, at that point, then anyway, it's just a cash grab. So, that's that's my second nugget. Dude, so speaking of what we're talking about ratings, real quick, did you guys see that NASCAR outdrew Formula One on Sunday? Head I did head? not. That's incredible, though. NASCAR did a two point one six four million, and wow. Formula One did just over two. Wow. So NASCAR pretty handily took out Formula One on Sunday. Head to head, they started at the same time. That's a NASCAR's testament. NASCAR's been hot. Yeah, well, I think they did a 2.1 or 2.164 on Sunday for Darlington. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but a few years back, Darlington went down to one weekend a year and was kind of going to be pulled off the schedule. So they did 2 million viewers for Darlington is huge for the sport. It's growing. It's growing I again. Believe, I can't believe they would ever take that race off of the schedule that but race do you remember though probably about a decade ago probably about 10 years before they started doing the whole throwback thing 
Darlington was kind of on the outs. Like that was kind. It was kind of starting to become one of the next Rockingham or North Wilkesboro or that they it was just starting to phase out a little bit and then all of a sudden it's it had this massive resurgence because of throwback weekend and it's been awesome it's been awesome for the sport <clears throat> i totally agree yeah same so next segment here rams this is something we introduced last week so you weren't here for this and i know that you don't really listen so this is new to you we have our www segment something new we decided to mix in a little bit of Wisconsin culture a little bit of just state of wisconsin and each week we are going to introduce you know introduce a jesus we're gonna (laughs) so for our listeners the bucks are currently so bad yeah and uh Giannis just got a an offensive foul that uh in the nba is not an offensive foul it's a flopping ass but Anyway, so back to the segment, Ramsey. The WWW segment. It's what's weird in Wisconsin. And every week it'll be one of our three jobs to come up with something that's a little bit out there in the state of Wisconsin. Like last week we had talked about the lady who had gone to, in one single year, she had gone to 547 different quick trips. So that was our our segment last week. This week I decided, because you were new to this... I was going to take the reins again. And so this week, our weird in Wisconsin story, just quick talk about facts, whatever, is it's one of those Wisconsin state laws that just is absolutely absurd and just not practical, but still a law because it hasn't been changed. In the state of Wisconsin, it is illegal to not give a farm animal the right of way on a public road. That makes sense. Don't want the cows going to hit. No, Absolutely. But they get out. Like I said, just a little bit of a. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't they get the right away? I'm just saying, like that. I mean, I wouldn't want to hit. How, a how cow. is that a weird law? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a pedestrian. Can you find a weirder one? I'm yeah, sure. let's find something weirder than that. You guys are so demanding. How about what's weird? Uh, there's that bar out in Hilbert that sells a dirt floor because it's grandfathered in. Okay, here's another one. State of Wisconsin, you cannot serve margarine at a restaurant unless the customer requests it. Has to be butter. Hmm. So what about all those restaurants that have those little margarine uh, containers on the table? They have to serve butter as well. Legally speaking. Yeah, I don't know. Margarine's not any good anyways. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm a much better, better butter fan, but... You're a better butter fan? Yes. Trust better me butter fan, better butter. <laughs> exactly. This segment this segment had a good first week, a terrible second week. Well, Justin, you, you find one. <laughs> What's I, weird? Anybody north of Green Bay? Here's another one for you. It's like another culture. It is another Let's world. Let's talk about that. Hop, hop on, Shauna. Hop on. Secretary Shauna. Welcome back. Welcome back, Shauna. Shauna's back. Dude, anything north of 29 is like another culture. Okay, Sheboygan girl. Yeah. No, seriously. Okay. It's like they 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 talk different. They, like, it's a whole nother world. Like, to go old fashions, that's not a thing. What do you mean? I mean, let's have to a thing down fashions? here. Yeah. 
Anything is to go, Shauna. I understand that, but like not down, you know, not down south not by me. Not where it's classy. Not down south <laughs> in the big city of Milwaukee. Well, you can't get that in Green Bay. Yeah, you can. No, you cannot. Yes, you no. can. You cannot get it to go. Like, you can. They won't <laughs> ask you, do you want an old-fashioned to go and put it in a to-go cup? I've been I'm offered. Sure you could, yeah. Every time I go to the bar, they offer me to go yes, drink. And then get a to-go cup with nothing in it. You just have to hang out the bar enough. Yeah. Okay, well, this is news to me. Well, what else you got? What else you got for example? Yeah, what else is weird? Let's go north of 29 rules. Um, I don't know. Oh, the one time we were up there, um, <laughs> they there was a guy that had like just a shotgun at a bar. My favorite thing in north of 29 is you can still smoke cigarettes in bars. Yes. And no one bats an eye. Everyone's good with it. <laughs> they, they, you sit down at the bar, they throw you an ashtray. <laughs> The yeah. Chippewa in, uh, in Wasaki. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. I've heard oh nothing God. but bad things. Every though. single person that's in there is has a cigarette in their hand. Driving a four-wheeler down the road. The road. The road. Well, Gillette is the ATV capital of the world. The, right. O'Connell County, you can drive four-wheelers on county roads now. Yep. Yeah. That's what a insane. time. What a time to be alive. I would have died. If I could have drove four-wheelers <laughs> on county roads when I was like 14... I would not be here today. No, absolutely not. And they're, like, I mean, there's people, because I think it extends to Shawano County, too. You've got people driving four-wheelers down County Road R on Sundays. <laughs> I know. That is the dumbest thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like another world. It's like a whole other, like... Okay, here's one for you, Ramsey. This is one Shauna, the first time I ever brought her to Gillette. Oh, oh boy. Are you ready for the yeah. Shauna? Green roofs! The amount of people with green steel roofs. Well, what other color is it supposed to be? Justin's got a green roof. Yes, Justin does have a green roof. Yeah. I wish my roof was a green metal roof. Not going to lie. It was shocking to me how many people had green steel roofs the first time I went up to Gillette. It's a discount color. Is yeah. that it? No, that's not it. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's from Justin. I remember she's from. She's one of them uh, flatlanders down there. No. She's basically from Chicago. <laughs> no. no, I live in the broad no, capital of the know. world. You just, you just, okay. You're that's still, true. You're still from down south. I've worked with the guy from Sheboygan. And that's all he talked about was the broad brats. capital of the world. They got the brats. Yeah, we talk a little different down there too. You guys are basically Chicago North. Okay. Who else is Chicago North? Milwaukee. Yeah. And Sheboygan is Beloit. basically. <laughs> do you do not badmouth Beloit? I will badmouth Beloit till the day I die. No, that is the that's a new oh, rule. Great baseball team with a great facility. The Beloit Thunder Snappers. The. That sounds fun. No, we don't like Beloit. Thunder Clappers. We, well, we I might. love Beloit. I'm no. very much okay to make my own decisions. Beloit can eat a dick. <laughs> well, me, Sean, and Justin are going to go to Beloit. Road Beloit. trip. And we're going to get yeah, hammered drunk. For Wisconsin podcaster, and we're stopping all the quick trips on the way there. All one. Was it Was it quick trip? He yeah, said there on was, the way. The yeah, all one. Yeah, we can stop it more on the way. All we'll stop one. at all the bars. That's Just a horse. bar hop down to Beloit. Yeah, yeah. I tell you. We could get a bus. I'm not taking Challenge. a bus to Beloit. Eric hates the Thunder Snappers. <laughs> They're the rival of the Timber Rattlers. I'm a proud oh, team owner. Should Back we up. get Thunder Snapper shirts? I don't know if that's not even the name of the team, I don't think. It should be. <laughs> Ramsey's just making stuff up as he goes. 
Hey, Thundersnappers, the Beloit <laughs> Shockers, whoever you guys are. Talk to your boy. Let's They're the do- Beloit Skycarp. Sky carp. Is the logo cool? No, it's a fucking goose with a wrench. (laughs) 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 Swear to God, that is the coolest logo. (laughs) It's a goose with a wrench. That's almost as cool as the trash pandas. That is that's a cool logo. What are you talking about? That's awful. Hey Beloit, I've been um, promoting your city. Since we started the podcast, you got to hit your boy up and let's do some business and let's do a little bit of rebranding to the Thundersnappers. We'll do something in the new logo in my head right now. It's going to be a snapping turtle with lightning bolts on the shell. And then when he, like his mouth's going to be open, there's going to be a lightning bolt shooting out. Why, why is it a goose? Pretty fucking cool. I don't know. Because the they're the sky carp. They're the carp of the sky. I don't, I don't know why this is a thing. <laughs> They're the carp of the sky. Hey, Beloit hey, Sky Carp, let's, let's talk to your boy. Holla at your boy. <laughs> do they have merch? I want a hat. Do they, yeah, do they, do have, they have merch? Do they have team stock? I don't think they have team stock. How much can so I buy the team Apparently, for? Sky Carp is a nickname in the Midwest for geese. Here's what the finalists were. They, were, they could have been the Cheese Balls, the Polka Pike, the Supper Clubbers, the Moo, or the Sky Carp. Their hats are pretty tight, though. They're, They're not are, bad. They're they not bad. Cool I will merch? say that. I will admit that it's not as bad as it could be. I think I'm a. I'm gonna buy some. How much can I buy the team for? Like, what is that gonna cost me? I have no idea. I have no Lloyd idea. Skycarp net worth. I just want to know how the how the hell do you get from goose to skycarp? Well, That's my what question. people call them, Eric. Yeah, but why? Yeah, Eric, now, stop hating on Beloit. a weird Wisconsin thing to talk about right there. Yeah, the sky carp. This makes less sense than calling going from William to Bill. Makes I, less sense. I'm going to get a t-shirt. Oh, the sky carp. Those hats are sick. The hats are pretty right? cool. I will say that. Those hats are cool. <laughs> oh, I'm a sky carp fan. Fuck the timber rattlers. You take that back. No. You take we're, that back. We're Beloit sky carp. Absolutely not. This is a sky car hell, hell yeah! Utter tuckers or die. There's a shirt Who that says, they? I'm just here for the cotton candy, and I think I'm going to get it. Uh, from the sky car? Yeah. I'll buy the same one we can match. You guys haven't matched your current shirts. Yeah, but we're going to go to Bloyd Games. Yeah, we're going to take a bus. They been are the, Justin, they are the Miami Marlins affiliate. The colors make sense then, yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm a sky carp fan. You guys are the worst. Anyway, so with that... Can we do a Skycarp segment? Yeah. Can we check on how they're doing? How are they doing? Yeah, what's the record, Eric? I don't care what their record is, to be honest with you. Oh, the Skycarp are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) They are 9 and 20 on the year. Let's go, Skycarps. That's not hot. I want to buy a jersey. Who's their best player? I have no idea. Not my team. Quint Studer. Quint Studer is the owner. They have some of those or those orange shirts are cool. This is dudes from Lagrange, Illinois. Yeah. Now you see the problem. You guys need to get off your your crushes here. Uh, you went to high school in Janesville though, so suck it, Eric. I don't care if, where he went to high school. Okay. 
Skycarp house? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'll go to that baseball game. If we want to go see the Beloit Skycarps, you let me know. We'll go to Beloit. I would rather root for the 18 and 10 Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. So they're double A. They're the same league. Oh, no. Hi. Sorry, I was When do the Skycarp come to... Uh... The Blue... Hey, the Blue Wahoos. This dude owns two minor league teams. When did the Skycarp come to yeah. Appleton? Do we ever play the Skycarp? We do. <gasps> I will find this out for you guys. And we hey, will... do they have a Skycarp hat at at the uh, Fox City Stadium? Why would they? They should. It's better than any gear they have. They used to sell a whole shitload of them there. <laughs> uh, you guys are ridiculous. Of different teams they play. Ridiculous. You, you're an you're an avid goer of Timber Rattler games. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen any other team stuff in the store, though. They used to have a crap load of them. Are the Bucks going to steal this game? It looks like it. They, they don't play Beloit in Wisconsin until July. Okay, so what day? 22nd, well, 23rd, you... 24th. Get the tickets. Book it. Which Ooh. Let's bring the podcast to the Beloit Skycarp home game in Fox City Stadium. You guys I like, are I like the bottom too. So do I like the anyway, one. Yeah. Anyway, so Ramsey, it's been two weeks. Actually, it's been longer than that since you Hey, what on. size do I have for a baseball cap? I have no idea. Seven and a quarter with that dome. Seven and a quarter? <laughs> you could try on Eric. Yeah, I've got a couple different sizes over there. We'll, right. we'll get you after. I want to order now, though. Yes! Oh, what a block by Drew. What a play. Justin's a little ahead of us. Clearly. Okay, so back back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. Who has live sports? (laughs) Rams, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on. You have not been on post-draft. So I wanted to ask you, while we're talking Green Bay Packers, and for a quick Packers segment here, since there's not really a whole lot that's changed, your takeaways from the NFL draft, specifically the Green Bay Packers. I think that it was probably better than we could have hoped. Right? I think going for... Let me get the... You didn't tell me we are going to do this. So I don't have the drafts. These in front of me. I'm looking at uh, Skycart merchandise. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Which is awesome. You know how awesome that is? Hey, Ramsey, if you do buy one, grab two. I'll pay you uh, cash. We'll see you next. I'm going to get Shauna one, too. Skycar. I'm a, I'm a good seven and an eighth. There's no way that big melon of yours is seven and an eighth. Hey, there's a lot of knowledge in here. I could probably I could probably squeeze a seven and a sixteenth, but I like a little looseness around there. Anyway, so okay, back exactly. to Packers draft to Packers conversation. Draft. You could make an argument their top, what five picks are all potential starters. Five or six. I mean, those they drafted a lot of depth positions for. They drafted a lot of depth in positions that need to have depth. Linebacker, receiver, offensive line, right? All those positions have to have a lot of depth. They drafted guys who I think fell in the draft 
who should have probably went a little higher. I'd say their top seven picks, looking at it right now. Could all be potential starters? Easily. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, Packers fans kind of had a little bit. It wasn't what I thought, but after night one, kind of had a meltdown about not drafting a receiver. I'm like, sure, would I have liked one? Yes, but the top, what, six receivers were all gone by the time the Packers were drafting at 20. And Jahan Dotson, for that matter, too. And they were trying to move up. That's been pretty well documented that they were trying to make moves to get a receiver and move up in the draft, and they, the dealers didn't come to fruition. But like I was getting at, I mean, they drafted, what, three defensive starters? They Easily. were day Easily. one starters, if not four or five? I would say they did. They had two that they drafted and one that could be a very pivotal role player in Kingsley and Gabari. Right. Well, I think he's a starter. Over Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith? I'm going to guess one of those get dinged up at one point. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, sure. he's, I, bet he, I, I bet you he starts a game or two this year. He starts a game or two. I don't think he's a day one starter, though. Well, someone's going to get injured. Preston Smith is probably the odds on favor, right? Of the two, yeah, for sure. So he, there's an outside chance that he's starting week one. I mean, it's just I thought it was a really well-done draft. I... You know, Georgia guys seem to just work. People draft defensive players from Georgia, and they just work out in the NFL. We add a lot of speed to the defense. Um, I still think they're going to make a move for a receiver at some point. I don't think that's off the table yet. So I don't really know what else you could have asked for from Green Bay for the draft. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm going to ask you just kind of a – you can put any logic to this that you want. What was your favorite pick, or who was your favorite pick? Let me. I'm looking right now. I guess. And while while you look for that, I want to ask you just another question. So I would say this: I don't really have a favorite pick. Okay. I because I honestly I don't love all the picks. I do understand them though. Like, that's not necessarily what I would have done if I was Green Bay. But I do get it from an organization standpoint. So I would say I like every single one. Like, top down, I don't think they missed. I think a lot of the guys they drafted seem like they are, first off, decent guys. Like, I follow some of these guys on Twitter now, and they all seem to be decent human beings, which is big in Green Bay. Came, we added speed. Just, I like all the picks. I don't think there's one that I would say is like hands down, this is the pick that needs to happen. Do you know what I mean? I gotcha. Now, just the other question I kind of asked Justin about last week when we talked about this in terms of, you know, the, the mentality that you have with drafting talent, we always talk about how Green Bay is so much about drafting for three years from now. They very rarely, at least in our lifetimes, have drafted for win now. With that said, do you think that the Packers drafted win now, or do you think they drafted for three, four years down the road? Both. I think they've got the best of both worlds. I think they got day one starters, and I think that they've got guys who they hope can grow into a role in Green Bay. Like, I think they drafted win now players, but I think they drafted... Long-term players, too? Long-term players, too. That's exactly what we both said, too. So I just wanted to see what your take on that was. Yeah, I think all the guys they drafted are going to have a home in Green Bay. I think that they 
Um, it, it's a, it's a really weird love hate thing for me. Like I would love to take a big star receiver. At the end of the day, though, are we sure any of these guys are going to pan out to begin with? So I think I think the first what five picks we just said. You can make the argument the first seven picks because the first seven picks, you go Quay Walker, who's going to be the starter. You go, um, the line, you have Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman, who's also probably going to start, right? Christian Watson, yep. who's going to start. Then you go uh, Sean Ryan, Ish. which he should Very, he should start off. Very in July, likely right? he starts at right tackle. You go or right guard. The only one, the one who might not be a guaranteed starter day one, and because of the position, Romeo Dubs, the wide receiver out of Nevada, but he could be a very big role player for you. Yeah, I mean, there's a decent chance that he's the second best receiver we have on our roster right now, right? I mean, there's there's a decent chance of that. Uh, the sixth pick was in the fourth round, Zach Tom from Wake Forest, offensive line, who should also be starting. Correct, Justin. I think I think when it's all said and done and you judge this draft class in their four years when the contracts are up, I think out of that, you are going to find a superstar, much like the Packers found in David Bakhtiari in the fourth round. This David Tom guy is not only like intelligent, book smart, intelligent on the field, he's played... Uh, he's he's started 37 games, and I think uh, 23, 23 at left tackle, of those, 14 at yeah. Center. It's just incredible. Awesome. This guy has played all over the line. I think this guy, in four years, when we're talking about who is going to be the best draft pick that the Packers made out of this draft, I think a lot of people are going to talk about Zach Tom either being the first or second best pick out of this whole draft. And then the the fifth round pick, the seventh pick is Kingsley and Gabari who graded out at like a second or third round talent. Right. And, and they got just, him in the fifth. It's crazy. And at least what it seems to be, right? It's obviously early to tell yet, but it seems to be that they have drafted a lot of talent into the team. But speed also. All speed on the defensive guys. side. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically. So that's... You, you draft a, a D tackle that runs four seven seven. Who was also... That's insane. What he, there was talk that he was a top 10 guy, too. I mean, it just... Yeah, easily. It just happened that he didn't go there because of need of other teams, but he's a top 10 talent. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, really, we've kind of come and gone through rookie camp. Uh, saw some of these guys in green and gold for the first time. And, I mean, there's not much you can really make out of that. Um, one kind of key note I want to ask you guys on what you guys think the impact of this will be. For the first time, I think under Matt LaFleur's era, they had the full 90 guys on their, their preseason roster. And had the full like allotment of non-roster, well, not not non-roster guys, but outside guys they could bring in for tryouts and camp mm-hmm. contracts and stuff too. I think last year they had like fifty-eight, and now they're at the, like the full ninety, something like that. No, I think Green Bay is going in the right direction. I, we've I think we've all agreed with that. I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year. Because there's also potential that you're going to be starting four rookies. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't I don't know if Green Bay is going to be a four loss team it, next year. I think that's a good question, uh, Ramsey. I think the, I think the question should be, or or the answer to it should be, is that it can be just as good as last year, but how they're going to be just as good is going to be so much different. We're not going to be relying on one guy and throwing the ball all over the field to to one guy and occasionally the other five guys on the field. They're going to be a run-heavy, um, stop you in, in a, in a three-down defense, um, run-heavy offense, possession game. The, the style of which they're going to play is so much different than what fans are accustomed to. Um, so the the way they're as good is going to be different. So that's how I think it, it might. And you're right. It might not happen in, in the wins and losses column, but really all that matters is just getting to the playoffs anyways. Right. Um, Which they should. If you just look at what we know about their schedule so yeah. far, we know the division, in my opinion, did not get better. I think Detroit got better, but I think Detroit's a year or two away yet. Chicago, I'd say, stayed basically what Chicago's been. Minnesota might have had a slight uptick, but I don't think Minnesota was all that great. I mean, while we're talking about this, can we talk for just a half second that the prediction that Jason Lock and Four made that the Vikings are going to win the NFC North is just ridiculous? I don't. I don't think that's far fetched. I do though. I you could. I, I really don't. I think you could make I mean, an argument today that Detroit is a better team than Minnesota. Ooh, I. You could. I don't know if Detroit. I don't know if you're gonna see the wins. I don't know if you're gonna. But you could probably make an argument that Detroit is as good as Minnesota is today, as good talent wise. Top it down. No way. Are you sure? I do not agree with that. Yeah, I do not agree with that. I do. I do. No way. They're not even close at receiver. Okay. They're not That's... even close in the backfield. Are you they're sure DeAndre even, Swift not, to Dalvin Cook isn't that far off? Their are you kidding little, me? They're not. Look at their numbers last year. No way. They're not. Dalvin Cook is a Dalvin Cook is a top five back in the league. Okay, DeAndre Swift There's is a no, top twelve. DeAndre Swift, he's not even the. He's like one B on his own team. He splits time. Okay. He's not even a full time running back. Aaron Jones splits time. Like I would say Aaron Jones is a top five running back. See, I don't I think that's I think the Aaron Jones contract with what Green Bay has done recently makes no fucking sense. I think that was a waste of money. I think the Aaron Jones contract is especially with the emergence of AJ Dillon, and that's what Green Bay is gonna be moving more towards, is gonna be more of a ground and pound. I think the Aaron Jones contract is it's it's dumb at this point. Well, it was essentially a two year contract. Right, but what's the point of having him around right now? You could. It, well, we'll see this year. He, he didn't live up to it in this first year. I think we can all agree on that. Well, he was dinged up, right? So you don't want to hit on the guy yeah. too bad. But I think Green Bay is moving towards AJ Dillon and away from Aaron Jones. I think they're moving more towards the the bigger grinding backs, and that's just not what Aaron Jones has been in his career. Which is shocking to me. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how that third string running back battle works. I think I think the blow to Kylan Hill last year, the third stringer, 
really kind of, you know, slowed the decision making and what would have happened at that position. Sure. I don't disagree. I mean, I think. Are we? I mean, I don't want to say it like. Are we sure Aaron Jones is going to be make the roster next year? If I was going to cut someone, that's where I'd cut. If I needed to cut cap space, or I needed to, I think you can live without Aaron Jones. I think you can get what Aaron yeah, Jones I, offers I, other places. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with the fact of that. I love Aaron Jones. I think he's an integral part to to our offense. But it's it, it, the running back position has been the way it has been for so long. You're not going to pay people. And we've touched on this. This is exactly how the wide receiver position is is going. Um, I mean, Tennessee and and uh, Kansas City and Green Bay have told you the way of forward in the movement of what the NFL is going to begin. We're we're not going to pay one receiver twenty million dollars. Well, I think what's going to happen, and I, twenty-five million dollars, we are going to pay receivers twenty million dollars for a short period. I think that these contracts that were just given out this past offseason to big name receivers, I think are going to come back to bite all these teams in the ass. And no I, doubt about I it. I think that the receiver market was really, really hot and really, really overplayed. And I think these contracts are going to we're going to look in two years at all the contracts we're giving out this past offseason. We're like. You paid Devontae Adams how much? You're paying Tyreek Hill how much? And I think that the receiver market is going to kind of come back down to earth. So even looking back on it, I think that the Green Bay moving Devontae Adams even makes more sense now than it has in the past, right? I mean, especially after the draft. See, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I don't know that I agree with the fact that the the – receivers are going to come back down. I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, you look at every single draft class over the last 3 years or 4 years has been super deep. Sure. You're talking okay. 20 guys that that but are you see, good that's, players. That's why it's going to come back down. I, it, so I, I don't what you just said that the college football game is played today it, there's a premium on receivers at that level. Sure, but I think receivers are going to become more like a running back is. I don't think, especially I don't like paying positions. Oh yeah, then are, we're making the same. Then we're making the same point. I just th- I think the receiver market is going to come back down because you can draft one. Look what. Yes, we're making we're making the same point. Yes, I agree. Then yes. So I yeah that's. I just think it's That's a lot good of podcasting right there. Do we argue back and forth just to argue? <laughs> While we're making the same point with each other. Yeah, you guys are wild. Eric, you yeah. don't fall asleep over there? <laughs> All right. We gotta get the big E in. We gotta talk about the Beloit Thunder Tigers. Ugh. Anyway. The no, sky carp. I, I really do agree though. I th- I think that the game I mean, like you guys said, the game is going in a way where you're not probably going to have, you know, these contracts going long term because these teams are showing, you know, exactly what we saw with the running back position a few years back and really where it's gone now and even kind of just touching base on something you guys had kind of alluded to a few moments ago with like the Aaron Jones contract. 
I think we saw we well we saw Philadelphia do exactly what you needed what teams are going to start doing or not t- Philadelphia Tennessee where teams are going to start just trading guys away in that contract year and getting their clone basically yep. in the draft. And I think Green Bay almost they may even try to do that with the Kylan Hill draft pick and you know he got hurt and Aaron Jones is just a, I mean he's a better version of it. But it's the same thing that Green Bay did there. And I think you're going to start seeing teams do that a lot more because as we see these these positions in college adapt and evolve specifically the wide receiver position where we have deep draft class after deep draft class. And because of how much the N or the NFL has been such a passing league, you're going to have a premium at that position in college. I mean, look at the Packers. They just drafted an FCS guy with this, you know, their third pick really, but the second round pick because of how much of an elite talent you're seeing all across the board. I really think, that you know, if we really want to bring this full full scale here, things like the NIL rule are going to really spread that talent out even more. And you're going to have you know, a couple of years back we had th- what three first round guys who went to Alabama. Yep. I don't think you're going to see that as much going forward because they're going to want to go get paid in college. They're going to go to like a North Dakota state where they're going to be the only show in town, make whatever money they can make there, and they'll go into the league. And I think that's the way that the NFL could easily be going now, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a interesting point. I don't know that I agree or disagree with it. But I think I think out of that NIL deal, I think the biggest thing that you're going to see is these dudes are going to come in into the NFL at an older age uh, all around. Because why wouldn't you stay, make your million dollars and get a college education on top of it. Well, there's a decent chance that they're making more money in college than they will in their rookie contract. Yeah. But that's not a... Think about it. You think about a guy like Kingsley, uh, J.J. Ingabare, that came out. out, He's projected to be a a, a second-round pick. That's, what, two or three million dollars, right? Right. And he goes in in, in the fifth round, he's... Probably scraping by with a million to a million and a half. And when you can go to college and eat for free, room for free, and still get paid a million dollars on top of it, you know, I, I just, I think down the road as this NIL thing keeps evolving, that the, the age in which these draftees are going to be is going to go higher. I think that's going to make a much better NFL too, because you're going to have more evolved athletes too. Well, I think yeah, that's. I would agree. That's been the issue. I would agree, with, but I think it helps the USFL if anything. That's kind of been the issue with uh, college basketball, though, right? Is that they can't get the talent in at an old enough age to actually make a difference. All these guys are coming in making a difference in year five or six and they're still only 24 right so i think that you're going to have more mature players i think it's better more for a more stable league i think it's just good all the way around i think you guys are dead on yeah i think well it's going to be one of those things where basketball is so much different than than the, the game of football in the fact of age and, and how they allow 
um, men or women to enter the uh, the sport. Like you got to be out out of school or out of high school one year or whatever it is. I think in time uh, that's going to go away. You're either going or you're not going. Right out of high school, I think that's coming back sooner rather than later. So I don't I, disagree with that. I think that's terrible, though. That's oh, I think it's awful for the game as a whole. They should go the opposite. They should make it that mandatory three years. Because well, they, yes, they they should go. They should go the baseball route. They should, or the WNBA route for that matter. WNBA players can't leave early. They got to graduate, go all four years. No, they do. I don't know if I don't know if you're knowing that they don't have to, but they definitely do have to. Hmm. I did not know that. Facts. That's why. That's why. Uh. Uh. What's her name from UConn? Isn't in the or WNBA? Paige buckets. Yes. Paige buckets. I mean, she she could have gone after her freshman year. It would have been the first overall pick, easily. Easily. Did we lose Justin again? No, I'm with you. Okay. Some a little bit of technical difficulties here <laughs> on the old route for Wisconsin show. Gotta love it. Anyway, so Justin, you know, I, I know we kind of slotted here. To talk about the Bucks, we've kind of been doing it sprinkled throughout here. Bucks take a three-two lead tonight. Uh, get critical game five in Boston, kind of steal the series back to Milwaukee, and stole it. Stole that game at the end. Down ten most of the second half. So I guess I want to ask. I mean, Justin, you've probably paid more attention to the Bucks than the two of us. What has made them? get to this point of the playoffs and where I mean I was talking to Ramsey before we started recording I really think that the series that you're watching right now Boston Milwaukee is essentially the Eastern Conference Finals am I wrong in that no you well I wouldn't agree with that that team in Miami will have something to say about it Uh, I, I truly think that the two best teams in the East are are Miami and uh and Milwaukee. Um, Isn't that wild Jimmy that the Buckets. last that last year that was a first round matchup? Two years ago that was a second round matchup. Well, they've gotten so much better, and I think what what we're all missing out of this is that Miami right now is playing without Kyle Lowry, um, and they're and they're taking it to the Sixers. Uh, that's a that's a big loss. And, and, you know, on the flip side, Milwaukee's playing without Chris Middleton, and we've seen how big of a loss that is. Um, but to answer your your question, um, what is the difference? Is I I truly think from one through six, one through seven, maybe one through eight, Boston has uh, the more talented, deeper team. Um, but to flip that, there's just no. There's no answer for having the best player in the world in Giannis. And and we can argue whether we think that he's the best player in the world or not or or whatever. 
the point I'm trying to make is they don't have a Giannis. They don't have anybody that's as good as Giannis. I mean, Giannis went for 40 points tonight, and, and he struggled for every single point. Um, he's getting mauled everywhere he goes. Uh, the guy is just incredible, and they don't have – you could talk about Jason Jason Tatum, um, great player, not Giannis. You could talk about Jalen Brown, great player, not Giannis. Those guys are probably more on the level of a of a Drew Holiday-ish, that wherever you want to rank them. Um, I wouldn't put either one of those guys in the top five of players in the league. Um, so the, to answer your question, the, the depth of the Bucks is um, just kind of being sufficient right now, and Giannis is carrying them, and, and it would be great to get Chris Middleton back. If, if we get Chris Middleton back, it's going to be – it's going to be the Warriors and the Bucks in the finals. Yeah, it could be. Ramsey? I think the Warriors are the best team left. We're watching them right now, and they are – they move so much the better than what everyone else can. The speed. Oh, my God. I totally agree. The speed that in which they play, the ball movement in which they play – and the depth in which they can shoot it from how many different people. When they play Draymond Green at the five position, they're that's, unbelievable. Uh, and that, that series that's going to be coming up next with um, Phoenix. Because I, I bet you, I, I'm going to guess Golden State's going to take care of business tonight and probably um, finish up the series over the weekend, right? And it's tied at 2 2. Or no, they can clinch tonight, what can't is- they? Is, is it, I think it's I think it's three one three one I think Golden State can finish her off tonight. Um, that Phoenix Golden State series is gonna be awesome. I guess if Phoenix can pull her shit together against Dallas, Luca might have something to say about that. But I, I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. I, I mean, I think the finals will be great. I think Milwaukee is a really good matchup for um, either one of those teams because that's what Phoenix has struggled with, and I think that's what. In the end, Golden State's going to struggle with the size down low. So that's how you you beat both those teams is with big size. So Milwaukee's a big team. And hopefully at that point, Chris Middleton's back. Even though I think he's very overrated, he still helps. I'll tell you, if they play the Warriors, there's no place, no place in the world that the Bucks are going to be able to hide Brooke Lopez on the floor. They just can't play him against the Warriors. I think you could. I think Giannis, Giannis hides a little bit of that, and I think the big down low would help. They played Brooke Lopez last year against Phoenix. Yeah, I think the I think the Warriors are a completely different team, though, than Phoenix. But the thing that just I would the say... The style and the ability, it's just... Is Brooke Lopez going to be ideal? No, but I think he, him and Yas are the only two seven-footers on the floor. That gives you a pretty decent edge. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, yeah. I don't. I, honestly, I don't think he's going to play a lot, but I think that that would be a... I think that's a sum that Golden State saw us to account for, though. Because at the end of the day, we saw it last year in the finals, and that's something that I way overlooked, was size still matters, right? Like, size matters from... All the way through basketball, the tallest kid is usually one of the better players on the floor, right? So, yeah, no doubt about it. And there's no, 
the only way to beat size is to be fast, but Milwaukee's fast on the wings. So that's uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to. I, there should be some better basketball coming. So one could pray and hope. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, anything new with the Badgers going on? You know, honestly, uh, you know they got a. A three-star commitment out of an offensive tackle that from Arizona, of all places, he had some some uh, higher-level um, offers, kind of the lower level of the Pac-12 and and the higher level of the of the the Big 12, um, beating out teams like Colorado. I think Nebraska was in on it. Uh, Oklahoma State maybe, just. Yeah, he, he, he's he's a mid three star guy. Just kind of one of those guys that the the Badgers do well with. Uh, yeah, just a, a recruit and and uh, develop kind of guy, and hopefully he sticks around as as the bigger offers uh, keep coming through uh, as the process goes on. Uh, the Badgers did get a recruit. From Wofford transfer Max Klesmet, who is a uh, Nina, Wisconsin native, oh. averaged about fourteen and a half points a game last year. That's two guards now, guys, that they've added through the transfer market. Um, they have missed out on two bigger, big guys with uh, Wisconsin ties. Um, so they're still in the market for for uh, some bigs to help fill out that that loss of Chris Voigt. Now I want to ask you, Justin. I sent you this early or late last week. The Utah transfer. Let's talk about him for a second. Uh, to be honest with Jarek, I have not done a, a great deal of homework on him. Uh, he did have 14 tackles. He put, he played mostly special teams last year in a redshirt freshman year with uh, Utah, uh, but he played, he filled in one game at the end of the year, and I believe the stat was he had nine tackles in that game. Um, if I'm guessing, ten I have tackles. not watched film on him yet. Ten tackles it was? Against USC. If I'm guessing, um, if I'm guessing he plays a lot like uh, the former Wisconsin Badger transfer, Reggie Pearson Jr., who is now playing at Texas Tech, I'm guessing he's a hard hitter. I'm guessing he's going to come up and fill the gap, um, just judging by that that stat line right there. Uh, but I will promise you, Eric, I will I will find some tape on this dude, and I'll have a better report for you next week. Also high school teammate of uh, Herbig, Nick Herbig. Nick Herbig, yep, at St. Louis High School in Honolulu, Hawaii. It's a hell of a trip. It's an important. Uh, I think we touched on this in the in the in the chat. It's an important uh, commitment from from the pure sake of the Polynesian connection that uh, the Badgers had established about five years ago. Um, they had a great assistant in Chad Kauaua um, that was on, on uh, staff for now his name is slipping my mind he's the head coach at baylor now dave aranda uh for dave aranda he was the defensive line coach then 
uh, he had a real good string there going for um, the Badgers on the West Coast and established even way out in Hawaii uh, a connection out there. So um, it's important that they establish that back because they have hit pretty well there um, in, in that area. Yeah, absolutely. And then just one, I guess just before we wrap up here, got to talk a little bit about what's brewing down in Milwaukee. A little bit of a hard stretch right now. Uh, got lost two out of three here to the Reds so far. They lost their first series of the season to the Braves over the weekend. But really some good things still going on with this team. Christian Yelich hit for the cycle today. Became the first player in history to hit for the cycle the th- for the, the third time against the same team. So downside came in a loss, but just one of those cooler things that's happened. And also good to see Yelich hitting the ball hard again and hitting to all fields. Uh, went four for five today, obviously a single, double, triple home run. Uh, he's got the average up to 255, which is, I believe, a week ago before he really kind of lit it back up. He was uh, just above 200, if not a little bit below. So really kind of starting to swing the bat. And really the rest of the team coming around. Um, the rest of the team also, Rowdy Telez, another Brewer being player of the week for the National League. This time Rowdy Telez. So back-to-back weeks for the Brewers between Malia Damas and Rowdy Telez. So, again, good stuff happening down in Milwaukee. Uh, good thing is, at least for the division concerns, at least the rest of the division is losing as well right now. So Milwaukee probably still your, you know, your top team in that division for sure standing wise and really kind of surviving this kind of onset um, long, long road trip for this team right now that they're on. Uh, They have not been home since the fifth and they will not be home until the 16th. Wow. And only one off day in there as well. And that's actually tomorrow. And then their last off day at all was the May 2nd where they uh, had an off day between the Chicago series and then the Cincinnati series. So they've gone uh, three home game against Cincinnati, three in Atlanta, three in Cincinnati. They'll have an off day tomorrow. And then they'll go three against Miami, three against Atlanta before, and they'll come home between Atlanta or Miami and Atlanta. So getaway game on Sunday, back home Monday, and then three more without a day off. That's a tough stretch, Eric. Uh, the pitching hasn't been that great over this uh, over this stretch. What have, what have they lost now? They've lost three out of their last four. Yeah, the pitching has been a little rough. Um, today, specifically, Adrian Hauser got in a little bit of trouble early on. Uh, only had three earned runs, but gave up seven in the first. Not his best outing. Uh, maddeningly inconsistent from him. Uh, Freddie Peralta had a really good start last night. Um which is his best start of the season. Uh, Brandon Woodruff got roughed up a little bit on Monday, um, which, you know, it's going to happen. He actually was clean through five and then gave up five in the fifth. Or clean through four, gave up five in the fifth. Brewers did make a little bit of a run back at it, but uh, ultimately the seventh inning got away from them as well. So tough night for him. And then prior to that, not a great outing from Aaron Ashby on Sunday on Mother's Day either, which oddly enough, you know, this is one of those stats that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because it's just a day. 
But the Brewers, historically speaking, have been really good on Mother's Day and really bad on Father's Day. Just one of those weird kind of coincidence things. I believe mm. this is like their first loss on Mother's Day in a number of years. But uh, they did snap that streak this year. And hopefully, you know, at least for at least for that sake, get it right for Father's Day then, because they have been historic. I think at one point they were like three and seventeen on Father's Day or something like that in the last mm. twenty years or something. Like that. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's it's been historically bad. That's pretty bad. And it's what, like I said, it's just one of those anomalies. That it it's just a random Sunday in May and a random Sunday in June, but it it's just a weird coincidence. But it, it ultimately happens. So hopefully, that situation gets righted here coming up. Yeah, or, they got to figure it out a little bit. Or not. They just maybe get a really good draft pick. Well, here's a, like I said, they're still winning the division pretty handedly, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so pretty good control in the NL Central, um, even after this little bit of a, a rough patch. Still a two-and-a-half game lead in the division. Uh, they're sitting at 20-12, and 12, which is tied for second best in the National League. Or third best, excuse me, in the National League. So, you, I mean, the numbers aren't really there. And really, the third or fourth best record in all of baseball. I'm pulling for them to lose out and then get the first round draft pick. I mean, I'm I'm going to go on record saying that's not going to happen, but... That's what I'm hoping for. Boy, the NL East is terrible, isn't it? Holy cow. I I would say... The West is really good. Jeez. It's a tough division. but So that's what's brewing. And with that, I think we can pretty much put a bow on this thing. Uh, what are we rooting for in the upcoming weeks? Or upcoming week? Ramsey, why don't you go first? Uh, the Cup guys are out in Kansas this weekend. Um, it should be probably a pretty decent race with a new car. Um mm. That's an interesting one, isn't it? It's the uh, what I think this is the first true mile and a half they've went to, if I'm not mistaken. Las Vegas, two mile. Have you're right? They did run Vegas. I'm so used to Atlanta. Yeah, you're right. Probably Vegas. But Kansas is a different kind of track. It's like Vegas an arrow. It's an arrow track. Yeah. It should be. It's, it's so wide. It's so big. Yep. There's so many groups to run there. That's that's a true three groove track you can run. So with the new car, it should be interesting, especially with what kind of played mile and a half in the past has been the side force coming off, and we've kind of proven at this point that the side force isn't really a thing anymore. With mm. how all the air gets sucked underneath the car. So Kansas, it sh- should be a pretty decent race. Historically, Kansas is probably one of the worst race weekends, but um, yeah, should be a decent race coming up on Saturday night, I believe. Who's your pick? Hmm. William Byron comes back strong. Ooh. Eric? I'm going to go Kyle Larson. He's had kind of a quiet year. Uh, he's been up around the front quite a bit, but I think he gets back into his winning ways. I was thinking about Kyle Larson myself, but I'm going to go and I'm going to go out on a limb here. And it's not a, don't get me wrong. It ain't a big limb, but I'm going to go a little, uh, with the guy that we talked a little bit this week, or er, er, Ramsey, 
um, uh, on our group chat. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch this week. Just had a baby on yesterday, I believe. Today, this morning. That's right. Last night. So. See? Going to be a hell of a. strength, man. Yeah, no, Kansas should be good. I mean, it should be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting race to watch, especially with the new car and what people have learned so far and throughout the season. Um, look for the Hendrick guys to be good again. Gibbs guys, obviously. Stuart I'm Haas, surprised Pence, you didn't. Been a little down. I'm surprised you didn't go with Harrison Burton. Like I said in the group chat, I am not a Harrison Burton supporter. <laughs> I'm just saying that Matty D is not the driver everyone thought he was. He had that team pointing straight up. He, he was he was better in that car than Ryan Blaney was. Ryan Blaney won a race in the 21. Barely. Got lucky. Beat Kevin Harvick at Pocono. On a, yeah, Pocono is a wild goose chase. He won on gas. No, he so wins a win. No, man. he passed Harvick. Legit. He, he got lucky. All right. Justin, what are you rooting for this weekend? What am I rooting for this week? What is going on? Hey, have you guys checked out the USFL yet? I watched a little bit on Saturday. I slipped. What did you think? I like the presentation. The presentation looks good. I I don't yeah. I can see where the football isn't necessarily great, but in general the presentation is pretty good. It looks good on TV. Yeah, there's a lot of fixable things. I don't like the fact that they're these these guys aren't playing in home stadiums. I, I'm gonna agree with you. There's something to be desired about the lack of environment with it. That it was weird. Right. Like I said, it, it looks good on TV though. Like when you watch the games, it looks like a professionally put on league. Well, right. The the TV presentation, but the actual game atmosphere is a little off. And I, I really, you know, it really makes me brings me back to 2020, and where it's just kind of weird where you don't have fans in the stands. Like it's just, how much are you really losing? Like you're, are you losing energy from the players? Are you losing energy from you know, the whole, everything that kind of goes into a sporting event that you're kind of missing. You know, it's just guys playing football. I'll say I'll say this, and you guys can agree or disagree with it however you want. But they should have looked at the model of how the MLS started out and built themselves up to where they have, I don't know, God, how many teams do they have in their league now? 30-some teams. Um Small stadiums, building fan culture, building um, a base. Uh, I just think that I don't. I don't. I guess nobody really knows what maybe their five-year outlook is. Well, and to be honest, this year they kind of not threw it together, but it was a pretty quick announcement that they were doing it, and then it was happening. Twenty-eight teams yeah. by the way in the MLS. So I, I don't. I guess. That might be coming, Justin. I just like we've had the conversation before. Their success is going to come a lot based on what they do next. Like what happens next in the USFL will really determine if it's a successful business model or not. However, yeah, I wonder what the TV ratings are. I do trust Fox to get it right, though. Fox gets everything right. Yeah. 
They really maybe do. that's they really. hey maybe that's where Tom Brady can really shine and he can actually hone in on his on his skills of becoming maybe a halfway decent uh, broadcaster. People at that love level. Tony Romo. If people like Tony Romo, imagine how much better Tom's going to be. So for Tony week- Romo has set a bar that Tom Brady will never reach. Yes, he will. So the week, uh, this weekend's USFL action, NBC Sunday had 1.159 million viewers. Fox primetime game had 1.05. Friday night did not do so hot in a later night slot. Friday but, night's kind no, of they a, played at like they played at like ten thirty or something, like ten o'clock. That's kind of a bad it night was a, too. The yeah. uh, the the ratings were up twelve percent from week three. That's positive. I mean, you're going forward and you're gaining interest. Yeah, absolutely. So my the last route four that I'm going to go with here. Is obviously this is weather dependent, but I plan to be back at the short track. I'm gonna think I'm gonna hit the racetrack in Shano depending on weather this weekend. Really? Yes, sir. Mm. <laughs> Supposed to rain. Yeah, I know. That's the one kind of downside that I'm like, uh, I don't know, but we'll see how the weather holds out. Are the trucks racing at Kansas? Yes, I believe so. I will confirm well, I'm gonna, here. I'm going to pick Ty Maeski to win the Kansas truck race. They are racing this weekend. He is uh, currently seventh in points in the trucks. Yeah, that's not very good with the kind of truck he has. Finished fourth over the weekend. I think that he's had, he's had some really bad luck this year, too. Better racer would have won races. I you know you're probably not wrong. There probably is something to that. I think that. I think he's going to have some success in the trucks. I'm just I, I'm bullshitting you. He's a a start up new team. Um, really kind of, you can really see he's starting to flash with that team. I, I, over the last couple of races, he's been in the top ten the whole time. So yeah, and he's and uh, he's, he's on his current team. He's, he's going to get one. He's second on his team currently in points. Uh, right now, points leader Ben Rhodes, teammate of his at Thor Sports. John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Stuart Friesen, Zane Smith, Carson Hockaver, then Ty Majeski. Uh, eighth oh place. Oh, my God, Eric. What? You're murdering these names. Probably. Not my job. Never heard of them. Hockaver Hosevar. I think it's Hockaver. How'd you say Friesen? How'd you say Stuart Friesen? Jesus, whatever doesn't matter. It's been a bad. It's been a bad pun day for you. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's episode seventy-three. <laughs> We're in the books. I'm Eric. That's Justin. That's Ramsey. We're out. See you. Bye. Salute.